Bush Heritage acknowledges the traditional owners of the places in which this podcast was recorded and in which we live, work and play. We recognise the enduring relationships they have with their lands and waters and pay our deepest respects to elders past and present. The language you are listening to is the Rambana language, and it is being taught by senior elder Otto Campion to his grandson Cyrus. If you are listening to this in the city, say, in Sydney or Melbourne, like I am, chances are you haven't heard this language before. Rumbana is one of the many language groups of central Arnhem Land that is being kept alive by elders like Otto and the ladies you will be hearing from today. I'm Eliza Herbert, and today on Big Sky Country, a podcast by Bush Heritage Australia, we're travelling to a remarkable place to learn how a community is coming together to document their languages, and in doing so, create their very own Rambana and Dalabon seasonal calendars. My name's Annette Miller. I come from Bormun. And my clan group is um, Maranango. My language is Rambarnga, but I also speak Creole and different other languages. My name is Chantal Miller. I currently reside in Bulman community in the heart of Arnhem Land. Hello, my name is Nori Martin. We're sitting right here now today at Mancat with Katie. Annette, Chantal and Nori are all part of the Rambana language group and have been working together on the Rambana seasonal calendar. The person they are talking to is my colleague Katie Degnian, Bush Heritage's ecologist for the Northern Territory, who took a recorder out with her recently when she travelled to work with the Mimmel Rangers. How did the old people live with the seasons? Mm. Different season types? They were very clever. They were clever. They were clever. Mm. They see by the heat. And the weather. Bush Heritage has been working in partnership with Mimmel for roughly five years now to assist the traditional owners with their aspirations for healthy country. The Mimmel Ranges look after an area known as the Mimmel Land Management Area that spans 1.8 million hectares in the geographical centre of Arnhem Land. It is a rich ecological and cultural landscape belonging to Rambana, Dalabon, and Maili people. Picture savannah woodlands, freshwater creeks and springs, grassy plains and rock country, full of bush tucker and lots of special things like rock art sites and spiritual places that are linked to dreaming stories. Picture a place where Rambana and Dalabon people have lived in harmony with the seasons for millennia. When I see this cloud, that's Kangolbul. It tells me for the raining season, for all the fish, mm-hmm. all again, I've got egg and I'm now because that that flower when it pop up, you know. That's Vivian Lawrence. My name Vivian Lawrence. My clan group in Margo. And yara yara bera yala bong e yala boni wudut bungakan bungabui wani bungan bungan bungabui wayan wudut megan mo jam bulak ngoyan mai ngong kering ngong yala duit mian wudut. 
The language she is speaking is Dalabon, and this is her auntie Joyce. Yo, all right then. Um, yeah, my name's Joyce. I speak my first language Creole and Dalabon. Katie gave them both a call to chat about their experience creating the Dalabon calendar. A lot of it is is by flowers when when other trees um, bloom. So a lot of lot of our elders taught how a flower comes up. It means you know, it's a certain time where it'll, it'll be good to go and collect kangaroo because, you know, it'll, be, it'll have that. So if they see this particular flower. If you're wondering what a seasonal calendar is, it helps to know how Aboriginal seasons differ from Western ones. The Western calendar is based on structural time, so summer starts on the 1st of December, autumn on the 1st of March, and so on. And it is standard across the North and Southern Hemisphere. So here in Northern Australia, non-Indigenous people identify two or sometimes three seasons based as their name suggests on the amount of rainfall, the wet and the dry, and sometimes the build-up leading into the wet season. Whereas Aboriginal seasonal calendars are based on ecological time and are strongly embedded in place. As an ecologist working on Bush Heritage's Aboriginal Partnership Program, Katie sees learning local languages as an important part of her job so that she can use the right language to describe and care for country when working with ranger groups. Rambaranga and Dalabon people have very rich language to describe ecology and seasonal change. There's a lot of use of metaphor and similes and I think the language to describe the ecology is really poetic. It really demonstrates that intimate intergenerational knowledge of the environment. And when these languages are translated into English much of the depth of knowledge is lost. Well, we know when we feel the cold coming, so we know that Yekke is coming through now. And it's like you can go and stay bush, you know, you, you don't have to worry about the coolness because you can have comfortable sleeps at night and it's nice to sit around a big fire and, yeah, Yekke is a really nice season. It's nice and cool. The flowers of the, the woolly bark tree, they come into play around about Maluru season and it tells us the season for us to go and collect and harvest freshwater mussel and tells us when either a goanna or something like that is fat. And then when you go to the build-up, the weather starts to change, there's cloud coming up. Clouds are coming in, you know, and all the little berries are starting to form on the trees. And that's when we said, and we said to the kids, it's time for you to go and look at the gums are coming, you know. Annette is a board director of Mimul Land Management. She is also a teacher who has committed much of her life to educating children in her community. At first, Annette and her daughter Chantal started creating calendars with local school children. Then, after attending a conference in Darwin, where they saw calendars from other Aboriginal ranger groups, they knew they needed to have their own for the whole community to use and learn from. And that's when everybody in our community said that we needed to develop and create a seasonal calendar for the Rembaranga clan group and also a seasonal calendar for the Dalabon clan group. In 2020, Annette and Katie co-facilitated a series of community meetings to gather the vision and the goals that the elders had for the project. And since then, Rambana and Dalabon speakers have come together from across Arnhem Land to share knowledge through a series of workshops at bush camps, on homelands and at the Mimul Ranger Base. Mm. 
Rambaranga people identify seven and Dalabon people identify six main seasons that are based on a complex set of ecological indicators. For example, plants flowering, fruiting or seeding or losing their leaves, animal life cycles or behaviours, astronomy, cloud types, wind direction. And these are just some of the cues. Seasonal calendars also incorporate harvesting times for bush tucker according to sustainable harvests and when plants and animals have the most fat or nutritional value. And these seasons don't change abruptly but blend into one another and change from year to year. Juarca, wet season, we're able to get a lot of berries ranging from yuppie, which is the black currant, gorawan, the white currant, birke is a green plum, malak is the recognized known as the kakaroo plum. For digulp season, like right now, so maybe Katie can call that by English name, that tree, which tree we're talking about? Yeah, we call it the yellow-flowered kapok. Yeah, we call them gandigulp. Right now they got, they're flowering, they got a big heap of seed now, right now, and some yellow flower. Mm. And then when it's brown, it comes to wool. The tree some tells us, like, the time for growing, for kangaroo. We see that tree when it got yellow flower, and we know that kangaroo, we tell our grandchildren that kangaroo is a little baby now. Remember, Gala? Gala La water side. In Galawan, but we got three different goena. This one in water one. When him live la water. Yarka. Yarka. As rewarding as the seasonal calendar project has been, it has also created an opportunity for people to voice their concerns about the future. One of the worries? Keeping language alive. Well, remembering a language is important to me now is because I myself lost that language because our language was stolen from us, you know. It was stolen from my parents, my great-grandmother and my great-grandfather. And this is why it's very important for me as a grandmother now. I'm a grandmother of five, so I want to teach my grandchildren how my mum spoke to all her grandchildren because this is where Vivian picked up a lot of the Dalabon language was through her grandmother, my mother. And I've learned from my mother and Vivian's been teaching me a lot too. So me and Vivian want to hold our language strongly. It means something very important to our mum and to all the Dalabon speakers. We want to pass that on to our kids because if we lose this now, then we won't have anybody to speak the Dalavon language ever again. Even today you got kids, people that are 30 to 40, 50 year old, people here in the community, they cannot speak their language, you know. And seeing this, how it's through this um, seasonal calendar, they now are talking, there's a lot of talk in the community that's it's saying that 
we want to learn too as well. So we're trying to teach people now from young to old. But there was also another worry that kept coming up throughout this process, one that is being witnessed across the landscape with increased frequency and that is causing people to notice changes in the seasons. Yes, there is a lot of change with climate change. We're getting very, very hot, hot, dry weather seasons when it comes. We saw that there were very bad, hot fires as well as some very bad flooding. Yeah, well, that's the thing now. And that's what we see because when we have that green plum season, you know, we don't get very much of it. Where before, there used to be like a big window where between maybe you'd be lucky to get like a whole month of, you know, that that green plum seasoning. But now these days you only got a window like for a week because if you don't get to it, the the parrots are going to get to it, and it and it sort of comes too late. The weather, I mean, the rain comes too late, so the fruit doesn't grow into a good size. You know, the tree's almost half dead before it starts to fruit. A little bit worried for me because I'm worrying for our animals and our food. Because never know, I might go back with my children one day and live back there in my country. I need to eat those food, push food, and show my children. It's getting hotter. A lot of the um, elders are noticing that a lot of the rivers and billabongs are drying up. There used to be water there many years ago. I mean, my, I took my cousin out to this place where she grew up all, uh, you know, when, when she was very small. And there was running water all year round. And when we go back now, she said, there's no running water. You know, it's all cut off. It's been dried. That water been dry at in Gropolio Billabong. That's why we didn't get much food from that billabong because there's fish in there, there's turtle, there's all kind of thing too, you know, like all kind of animal in there. Yeah, that's the first time when that billabong been dry at. And I've seen billabongs, you know, that are very, very hot and, you know, the fish are just gasping for air, you know, and because there's no oxygen and the water's so hot because of the, the heat, you know, and we don't have much rain. And, you know, one season we'll get a good good rain and then... You know, maybe a couple of years you won't get good rain, so you fall into the drought maybe for a year or two that you don't have these river or billabongs filled up where it should be to keep growing with all the fish and everything. But, you know, a couple of years you'll miss out because the rivers are dry or the billabongs are dried out because of the heat, too hot. To combat some of these concerns, Mimmel Ranges are on the case. The Mimmo Rangers, together with a group of neighbouring Aboriginal ranger groups, make up Arnhem Land Fire Abatement, an Aboriginal-owned and not-for-profit carbon farming business. Mimmo's fire management work is about conducting traditional fire management techniques with the help of new technologies. Fine-scale mosaic patterns of cool fires and strategic fire breaks reduce the frequency and extent of late dry-season wildfires, resulting in fewer greenhouse gas emissions. Since the project began in 2011, Mimmel have abated just over 1 million tonnes of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere. Income from this funds ranger jobs and work that keeps country and people healthy. We've all learned that we can now monitor and look at the seasonal change through the calendar and go out and work how best for the Mimmel mob, the rangers, to go and do burning and how best the ranges can 
look after fire. And, of course, all of this keeps coming back to one of the most important things, the next generation. It'll be something new for our kids to know that this language is around. It's been part of your great-grandmother, your great-great-grandfather, you know. It's, it's been passed on. It's not like you hear about it and then you say that, oh, yeah, my grandmother was a Dalabon person, but I can't speak the language. It doesn't, you know, you don't feel that, that connection of speaking the language Knowing that you are a tribe of the language but you don't speak it, it makes you feel like you're not a proper um, Dalabon tribe. Nori, why did you want a seasonal calendar for the community? For, for our children yeah. and for us to see and like we could remember. And of course we know, but like just to open our mind and know that there is a lot of bush takai out for us and what time to find it. It's important those kids have a calendar, you know. They can read. Nowadays kids are able to read and learn and tell the time, not time, clock time, but, you know, the time changes of the seasons and how, when, when to look for food. And already my grandchildren are reading those times and one of them was able to talk to me the other day. He said to me, I'm going to look for gum. I'm going to look for berries. And I said to him, gum is ready. There were a group of children in my house yesterday, and they said, we're looking for gum. So I said, gum is ready, but the rest of the food are not ready until November and December. Big Sky Country is a podcast by Bush Heritage Australia, a conservation not-for-profit that buys and manages land and partners with Aboriginal people to protect our irreplaceable landscapes and magnificent native species forever. To learn more about our work, follow us on social media or sign up to our newsletter via the link in the show notes. Special thanks to John T. Reid Charitable Trust for supporting the partnership between Mimmel and Bush Heritage. A huge thank you from the bottom of our hearts to Katie Degnian and Annette Chantel, Nori, Joyce and Vivian for taking on these interviews and sharing their knowledge and time with us. And thanks to Mimmel Land Management for their support and for the vital work they do in keeping country healthy. This episode was produced by Amelia Caddy and myself, Eliza Herbert. Theme music is Invertebrate City by the Orb Weavers and audio was mixed and mastered by Mitch Ansell.